This is TechCrunch. This episode is brought to you by ShipStation. You know, some things take a lot of work, like sending little robots to far-off distant planets. And just as that's challenging, so too is running a successful e-commerce business, especially when there's so much to do. So I want to introduce you all to ShipStation. Now, I love using ShipStation because of its easy-to-use dashboard, which makes managing orders and printing labels a breeze and super smooth. Oh, and the customer service is just out of this world. It's exactly what you need to help grow your business. Sign up for your free 60-day trial at ShipStation.com slash technews. That's ShipStation.com slash technews. This is TechCrunch. Voyant raises $15 million to scale production of its tiny, inexpensive LiDAR tech by Devin Caldaway. The future of LiDAR is uncertain unless, as Voyant hopes to do, its price and size are reduced to fractions of their current values. As long as LiDARs are sandwich-sized devices that cost thousands, they won't be ubiquitous. So, Voyant has raised some cash to bring its smaller, cheaper, more easily manufactured, yet still highly capable LiDAR to production. When I wrote up the company's seed round back in 2019, the goal was more or less to shrink LiDAR down from sandwich to fingernail size using silicon photonics. But the real challenge faced by nearly every LiDAR company is getting the price down. Between a strong laser, capable receptor, and a mechanical or optical means of directing the beam, it just isn't easy making something cheap enough that, like an LED or touchscreen, you can easily put several of them in a vehicle that costs less than $30,000. CEO Peter Stern joined the company just as COVID was getting started, and they were looking for a way to turn a promising prototype developed by co-founders Chris Fair and Stephen Miller into a working and marketable product. After going back to basics, they ended up with a photonics-based frequency-modulated continuous wave FMCW system, just go with it for now, that could be manufactured at existing commercial fabs. Every other system is filled with a lot of expensive stuff. Our vision is a mass-producible chip like anything else, he said, and noted the lack of a powerful precision laser as a huge savings to cost and space. What people use as a laser source generally costs a lot, needs assembly and calibration. There are lens issues. Our laser sources are basically out of date. Slightly refurbished Datacom lasers the size of sesame seeds. These things cost like $5 each. The laser path costs $30, something like that. This tiny scale is made possible by the FMCW method, used more often in radar, a continuous beam of light encoded with identifiable data patterns and constantly adjusting its frequency. This approach avoids many issues with traditional LiDAR methods. And the way Voyant does it, it's cheap, possible to get under 100 bucks with scale. All the optics, beam handling, and sensing and so on is right there on the chip. But they're not going up against Velodyne or any of the upstart LiDAR companies duking it out in the automotive sector like Luminar and Baraha. We're too underfunded to take us through an automotive development cycle, Stern said. And indeed, it's quite an expensive market to try to break into. Because we're cheaper, we see applications in robotics, mobility, industrial safety. Anywhere someone wants to use a Velodyne puck, we can displace them for non-automotive purposes pretty quickly. You may very well think, wait, I have LiDAR on my phone. What's different about this? 
Certainly, you can make LiDAR units at this scale and size, but their capabilities are extremely limited. Great for scanning your living room, but unreliable past a few meters or in sunshine or bad weather. Voyant isn't going for cars, but its devices still have auto-grade specs, millimeter accurate out to 100 meters, the sort of thing you want when you're traveling 70 miles per hour. The FMCW technique, also used in IVA's LiDARs, produce fewer points, leading to lower resolution, but it provides instantaneous Doppler velocity. Knowing how fast the thing your beam hit is moving without having to expend extra scanning power or computation is arguably a big plus. Another interesting leg up it has on the competition is in the unit's ability to discern not just distance and velocity, but at least, to a certain extent, material. This uses a measure of polarization, a factor of the beam that is affected in different ways by different surfaces. So from a single data point, Voyant's devices should be able to tell whether something is metal, asphalt, wood, skin, clothing, or fur, among other things. That's unbelievably useful for categorizing objects. If it has fur on it, it's probably not a tree or a car, right? The $15.4 million A round was led by UP Partners with participation from LDV Capital and Contour Ventures. The company plans to use the money to move toward production by putting its development kits in the hands of partners. The Lark is the more traditional of the two, bouncing the laser signal off a Galvo mirror, while the Sparrow unit uses a 2D beam steering technique that further reduces the need for mechanical components. Stern said they'll be making about 200 units for partners in 2022, and then will start taking commercial orders in 2023. By that time, the automotive world may have taken note, but if Voyant's strategy succeeds, it will have slipped a good piece of the industrial market out of reach of companies making larger, more expensive units. Spoken Layer To hear everything you need to know about the week's top stories in tech from the people who wrote them, check out the TechCrunch podcast, hosted by me, TechCrunch Managing Editor Daryl Etherington. Each week we go in-depth on two or three of the week's top stories from in and around the startup ecosystem, and I'll be joined by the TechCrunch experts who covered them. They tell us why the news is so important and what they think matters most to you, our listeners, whether you're just interested in tech or that's where you make your living. New episodes drop every Saturday morning, so be sure to subscribe to the TechCrunch podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. 